Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog and to another podcast. Today we continue in our study of the book of Romans. We're in chapter 16, verses 17 through 20, which reads, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. That's Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 20. Today we return to our study of Romans chapter 16, where the Apostle Paul is showing us, in practical terms, what it looks like to be the servant of the Lord. This is the goal of the believer in Christ who is growing in intimacy with the Lord, to be the servant of the Lord. The apostle begins this book with seven characteristics of the servant of the Lord, and he ends this book with a portrait of what it looks like to be the servant of the Lord. In verse 17 of today's passage, we read, Now I urge you, brethren, Note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. There in Rome in that day was a group of people who professed to be believers in Christ, but they created disunity and they made obstacles among the believers there in Rome, which could have prevented the Roman believers from pursuing the life of a servant to the Lord. This group of people, the Apostle Paul, identified as false teachers who taught something different than the truth that is found in the Word of God. This false teaching, as a result, created division, discord, and conflict among the believers there in Rome. It was into this context that the Apostle urged his readers to recognize and turn away from those who did not pass the litmus test of the truth that is found in God's Word. The way we are to handle such false teachers is to make a note of them or to identify them as such. To note simply means to identify them or to scrutinize them through the scope of God's Word. And after we have identified their teaching as heresy, we are to avoid them. We are not to argue with them. We are to just ignore them. The apostle instructs us in this way because divisive people love the fact that their divisiveness has got them a voice and a platform. And if we do not give them a voice and a platform and we just ignore them, they will eventually move on. In verse 18 of today's passage, we read, For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly." and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. These particular false teachers did not serve the Lord Jesus Christ, 
They serve their own appetites. This is probably a reference to Epicureanism, which was a very common Greek philosophy at that time. For the Epicurean, his individual pleasure was his highest life's goal. As is always the case with all false teaching, the hallmark of this teaching was that it always accentuated the self-life, which is a disease that will eventually destroy those given to it. This is why the Apostle Paul predicated the final five chapters of this book in Romans upon those three commands in Romans 12, 1 and 2, which result in a selfless living sacrifice. False teachers always use smooth words because the devil wouldn't put error in the mouth of an obvious idiot. Otherwise, the people would not listen to him. The words flattery speech is the Greek word from which we get our English word eulogy. This false eloquence always includes well-chosen lies that sound good and are appealing and they deceive the hearts of those who are too given to the flesh and are not being defined by God enough. This is why we must be in the Word, and the Word must be in us every day. In verse 19 of today's passage, we read, For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good, and simple concerning evil. When we are being defined by God's word and his culture, we will be obedient slaves to God. And our obedience will be obvious to others, as was the case to the believers in Rome. It is the word of God that gives us the ability to recognize what is of God and is therefore good. When the culture of God has gripped us, we will not be experts on the lie that says this life is about I, me, and mine. The self-life always leads us to deceit and heresy. In verse 20 of today's passage, we read, And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The believer in Christ must continue to hold on to the truth because the demise of Satan is coming and is guaranteed. There is soon coming a day when our spiritual warfare will be over and all false teachers spawned by Satan will be gone because the God of peace will make war against Satan and he will win this final battle. And as a result, eternal peace will reign. The apostle referred to the Lord Jesus as the God of peace at the end of chapter 15. This final chapter is a little bit different. Here the apostle refers more about the peace that we will enjoy because of God's provisions. Here he's talking about the peace that he enjoys because of his victory, and we enter into that peace. Our God of peace will end the war by 
destroying Satan as promised in the first prophecy in the Bible, which is found in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Note the phrase, under your feet, which is a reference to believers. We, the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, will reign with the Lord Jesus forever. In fact, when the Lord Jesus comes out of heaven, according to Revelation chapter 19, at his second coming, he will be riding on a white horse with all the armies of heaven riding on white horses with him. We will be in that innumerable number and we will witness the final defeat of Satan, sin, and death. But until then, the battle goes on. We are engaged in a very acute spiritual warfare that demands that we are daily being defined by God as his servants. Interestingly, the word shortly in verse 20 does not mean in a little bit of time. It means suddenly. When it happens, it will happen fast. The final and complete destruction of Satan and his work will come to a screeching halt and we will look on with amazement. It will be that at that moment we will know eternal life and the reign of God throughout the world and it will be peaceful. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.